Welcome back to the Nick Broadhurst Show. I'm your host, Nick Broadhurst, and I've missed you. I've actually been away, but before I go into that, that song you were listening to is the Etherglow remix, part one of Open Wide. And I chose this because it has the same expansive feeling that I felt on my recent trip to Nepal. Are you holding on to something ain't real? So relax, let go, let it all feel. Come back to the middle, come back to the middle of you. In those lyrics is the message I received from Nepal. But I'll speak about that more in a minute. If you've been watching my social media, you would have seen that I've just got back from an epic trip and I was working alongside the doTERRA Healing Hands Foundation, the Choice Humanitarian Group and another amazing organization called Days for Girls. I got to be part of the inauguration of a new healthcare center funded by the Healing Hands Foundation, which will service a population of around 100,000 people in the Makwampur region of Nepal. I also got to witness firsthand the impact that the incredible organization Days for Girls has on young women, educating them about menstruation. Now, Chapaudi is a social tradition associated with the menstrual taboo in the western part of Nepal. The tradition basically prohibits Hindu women from taking part in any normal family activities while they're menstruating, as they're considered impure. I know, it's crazy. The women and young girls are kept out of the house, and they have to live in a cattle shed or some sort of makeshift hut. This period of time can last between 10 and 11 days when an adolescent girl has her first period. Thereafter, the duration is between four and seven days each month. Now, women are basically forbidden to touch men or even to enter the courtyard of their own homes. They are banned from consuming milk, yogurt, butter, meat, and any other nutritious foods because they fear that it will forever mar those goods. The women basically survive on a diet of dry foods, salt, and rice. They're not allowed to use warm blankets and are allowed only a small rug. They're also restricted from going to school or performing any daily functions like taking a bath. And I don't point this out to judge. I'm not here to judge. There is no right or wrong. I'm just talking about my experience. And what shocked me was that women and young girls have actually died while performing this practice of Chopati, um, including two young women in late 2016 who died from smoke inhalation and the poisoning, I think it's carbon monoxide poisoning from lighting the fires to heat themselves in this makeshift hut. Because during the colder months, it gets freezing like it was cold when I was there. And this is a common cause of death in poorly ventilated huts. And in fact, I was really touched by this because I heard a statistic that for $100, you can install a metal stove, which will ventilate the smoke outside so they can heat their homes and they can cook on this metal stove because the only way for them to heat their homes is to burn wood inside their homes. And their homes are the size of an average bedroom, basically. $100, seriously. So that's one thing I'm going to be starting with Rob Reed, who is another person who was on this expedition. We're going to be starting an organization that will fund the installation of these stoves. One stove, $100, 
on average, increases the lifespan of that family by 10 years. Can you believe that? 10 years, $100. That is so crazy. It's so tangible and something that really lit me up and I'm going to be definitely following through with a new organization. And another thing that happens in these huts, unfortunately, is that there's rape. There is snake bites in summer. There are wild animal attacks in the jungle. These are all common causes of death for some of these banished women practicing Chabadi. And this is a superstitious practice. And basically, they believe if a menstruating woman touches a tree, it will never bear fruit again. If she consumes milk, the cow will not give any more milk again. If she reads a book, Saraswati, the goddess of education, will become angry. If she touches a man, he will become ill. Now, my part in this was really incredible. I was chosen to be the male who spoke to a classroom of young girls aged from 10 to 15, and some of their mothers as well, about why women matter. For them to have a man tell them that they're beautiful, to tell them that their menstruation is beautiful, and to teach them the simple phrase, which we teach our son Leo, my body, my rules right? You should have seen them shouting this out in Nepalese. It was so freaking cute. And to see their faces lit up by learning about their body, their ovaries, how babies are made, where the blood comes from. Even to be honest, they didn't know there was three orifices, holes. They thought there was two. Now, many were diligently sitting there taking notes with total fascination. It was the sweetest thing I've ever seen. And amongst all this, no matter where I went in Nepal, but especially with these children in these remote hilltop villages of Makwampur, what I saw was happiness. I wasn't sure at first if the smiles were just from the fact that a group of Westerners had come to visit them, but no matter where I went, I saw happiness. To some degree, this made me a bit uncomfortable. I didn't want to be that white guy from another world who came to save the day. And don't get me wrong, the work that's being done by these organizations is mind-blowing. Choice Humanitarian is run in Nepal by Nepalese, by locals. That's their model. They don't give handouts. They empower the locals to rise up and get things done themselves rather than doing it for them. Perhaps that's why a really tiny team of just 15 people in Choice in Nepal have been able to decrease the extreme poverty in the region from 20% to just 5% in three years. Three years, 15 people. Freaking crazy, right? Now, as I wandered the landscape, I wanted to learn from them. I wanted to be in their homes. I wanted to see how they lived, to see what was important to them. This is a region where the majority of the population live in poverty, if not extreme poverty which is less than $1.25 per day. But they were happy. I mean, not a little bit happy, but like really happy. And I was also stunned by the supposed malnourishment. Yet these children have beautiful wide faces, white eyes, white teeth, wide jaws with plenty of space for all their teeth. I bet you they don't even know what wisdom teeth extraction even is. They've got symmetrical, beautiful faces and wide noses. And if you know anything about Western A. Price's work or the the meaning of deep nutrition, there's actually an amazing book of the same name, actually, 
you'll know that these aesthetics are actually a sign of generational nourishment. There are no braces in this culture. Not because they can't afford it, because they don't need it. I'm sure we can learn a thing or two about their simple, anti-ego, whole food diets. And the paleo community, and this is not a stab at all at paleo, but the paleo community can turn their noses up at grains and legumes. And I've been there before. But clearly, this simple diet is doing something pretty magical for their health. Otherwise, they actually couldn't look the way they do. You can't fluke beauty. Beauty comes from generational nourishment. And being a dad, I've spent time with children before, but there was something about these kids. It was like they had mystical powers of being able to crack the heart open, especially my heart. Whenever I was with these girls, I could feel emotions welling up. And it all started when I had my first strong connection with a girl called Praktikarumba. I was sitting in during their Days for Girls class, and she would look across the room at me, make eye contact with total presence, and give me the most incredible, love-filled smile. She so effortlessly could spread her light across the room. It felt like a real force. I was taken aback. It felt like it hit me in the chest. I knew that Praktika was here to teach me something. In my own way, yes, I might have been of service to this community, but they were teaching me how to unconditionally love. They were teaching me that a simple life can be a life of love and happiness. It's not normal in this culture for a young girl, Praktika, she's 11, to hug a man to show affection, especially a foreign man. But you can only imagine when Praktika gave me that first hug. In her smile, in her eyes, in her hug, she had so much to give. And it was the same time when I met her friend, Mencha Rumba. Now, Mencha Rumba is also in the same cast, which I'll talk about in a minute. And I also met Benisha Gimire. These are three girls that I'm determined to support all the way through to university and beyond, because without that support, their light won't be seen beyond their village. Around 25% of girls in this region won't make it to years 11 and 12, while a very, very small percentage will actually go on to university. In fact, there's still a caste system in place, which is an an aspect of the Hindu religion. There are four main castes, the Brahmins, who are the priests and the teachers, and excuse my pronunciation, I don't know how to pronounce this properly, but there was also the Kshatriyas, I think it's called, who are the warriors and the rulers, the Vaishyas, who are the farmers, traders and merchants, and the Shudras, who are the laborers. And I also discovered there's actually a fifth caste I hadn't heard of before called the the Dalits or the outcasts, and they are the street sweepers and, and the latrine cleaners. These four main castes, however, they're further divided into about 3,000 castes and about 25,000 subcastes each based on their specific occupation. So in a nutshell, you get told what you will become in life. But I didn't want this for these girls. If they don't get to high school or university, they will be married off very young and left to repeat the life of their parents. And around and around we go, the cycle unbroken. I'm not here to say that what they're doing is wrong. 
After all, there is no such thing as right or wrong. I know, I sound like a broken record. There just is what is. But that doesn't mean things can't be better for these girls. What I saw in these girls was the type of light that needs to be shone more on humanity. The world needs to see them. They are the model of what is coming in the feminine rising. We need them. Benisha, despite being in the fourth cast, is the president of the local Junior Red Cross. She doesn't see herself as others see her based on her cast. And perhaps with a little bit of unexpected support from a strange man that she danced with, she may even become the next female president of Nepal. Yes, despite how women are seen as being impure every month, and despite females normally taking a back seat to the boys who get more education, Nepal already has a female president in Bidya Devi Bandari, something not even the USA has managed to achieve, and only once in Australia. So did the Westerners save the day? Maybe, to some extent, yes, but really, what greater lesson is there than to be happy? With one in six Americans and about one in ten Australians taking some form of psychiatric drug, mainly antidepressants, can we really say we have it better? What has all this affluence really done for us? It's given us all the choices in the world, but do we have too many choices? Is it the choices we can make that have become our downfall when Mencho and Pratika walk to school anywhere between one to three hours a day each way, their main focus is to just be, to walk. If you look at Buddha's practice, when you walk, you can say to yourself, I am walking, I am walking, I am walking. That's what they do. They're nowhere else. They're just there, right there in that moment. It's this presence that allows someone like Pratika to give me that smile that stunned me. You can't have a smile like that without being fully present. And I will never forget walking little Praktika and her four-year-old sister halfway home on our last day with them. It was a moment, to be honest, I was totally dreading. I didn't want to say goodbye. And as we departed, we didn't know what to do. We had no common language to express what we were feeling. Praktika gave me a hug. Then she gave me one last time her impossibly light-filled smile. And we walked off. But I hadn't even got 10 metres when we both simultaneously turned around and she blew me some kisses. I melted. And despite her supposedly poor existence, Praktika was richer than I had ever been. And I walked back down the hill. I couldn't hold the emotion in. Tears were flowing up. I will never ever forget those kisses, that hug, that smile, and that happiness. And I thank Praktika for teaching me, the Westerner, how to live. Thank you for tuning in again to another episode. And you can catch all the show notes at iamnickbroadhurst.com forward slash 71, including a full transcript of the show, if you want to read this. And I'll also include any links to all the various organizations that I worked with in Nepal. Now, if you want to come with me next year to Nepal, you can. It's actually possible. 
You can get the ball rolling by joining our doTERRA Path to Freedom team. Path to Freedom is the name that we gave it because it's not about Nick and Melissa, it's about you. It's about your freedom. You can get more information on that by visiting nickandmelissa.com. It's all there. It's very simple to get started. Now, I have some actions for you today. If you have not subscribed yet in your podcast app, please hit the subscribe button. And if you could head into iTunes and leave me a radically honest review, tell me what you want more of. I really want to know. Trust me. I love it. I love hearing your comments. Tag me on social media. Send me an email at hello at iamnickbroadhurst.com. Just get me your questions. Get me your thoughts. I want to hear from you. And if you can share this on your social media, I will personally respond to you. Just tag me at iamnickbroadhurst. And last, head to Spotify, search for my name, and please hit the follow button and add any of my music to your favorite playlist because that tells Spotify that I'm cool. And remember today to look up. See the beauty around you. See the beauty within you. Be gentle with yourself. Imagine Praktika Rumba's smile. I will post some images at broadhurst.world forward slash 71 of the girls. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Be happy. Be love. Listen to your intuition. And as always, have a beautiful day. I love you heaps. Ciao. And just before you go, just wanted to let you know that the information and views presented in this podcast are personal and for educational and entertainment purposes only. The information presented is not intended as a substitute for medical or professional advice. Please seek advice from a qualified medical practitioner before starting any new diet, health or lifestyle practice. There you go. Catch you soon.